Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Keys Studios. Final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Kind of broke tradition, although the spinners were on Motown. Not not for this song, but but they were on Motown. They, they were originally on Motown, so we can kind of stretch the truth a little bit and say that they, this is spinners. I mean, it's Motown ties. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Ties I mean, there's... There, there's there's a way to tie it all together. So um, it's not like they never spent any time at Motown. So they were for a little bit in their early years. So anyway, 404-726-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of this show. Uh, Jason Longshore coming up right at the uh, top of the hour for Atlanta Soccer Nine. He's got a lot of good stuff to get into because the Atlanta United just kicked the crap out of Nashville. So that was all good stuff. You know, um, lots of things about the Falcons. We uh, we haven't been here since Wednesday of last week, so we were we were we haven't been on since the final preseason game. You know, I I was disappointed in the final preseason game. I didn't I didn't not not because the ones didn't hang with the threes and all. I mean, I wasn't worried about all that stuff. But when all the backups came in for the Steelers, I still didn't see enough pressure and influencing in the line of scrimmage. It got a little bit better. Um, DeMarco Hellams is a player. Like, I think he's going to make the 53-man roster. We we knew that Jalen Mayfield was not after we, saw, <clears throat> after we saw his performance against the Steelers. We knew he wasn't going to make the roster. DeMarco Hellams is probably going to make it. And he played really well throughout the preseason. Now, I know a lot of fans were upset because, you know, well, the Steelers were playing their guys. Everybody's different, and, and everything is different, and it's a different league nowadays. There's there's not these set in stone dress rehearsals and all that kind of stuff. You have to you have to keep guys healthy. You get one big dump of players. Now, you know we talked to Tory McElhaney last week about this. We talked to Mike Rothstein about this. Falcons have the number eight uh, position on the waiver wire, and I do think that they will be active based upon. Remember, we played the clip of Arthur Smith talking about how. In today's NFL, you got to be busy all the time, and you know when you get a chance, you know upgrading and all that. I do think that, I do think that the Falcons will be fairly active at the waiver wire. I do think that that will happen, but there's no, you know, starters that we're going to find. I mean, Quentin Nelson is not going to get cut by the Indianapolis Colts 
you know, he's not going to be available on the waiver wire. And if there is a player that's that's that good, they're going to end up in the Texans or Arizona or somewhere like that. They're going to end up for one of the dregs of the universe teams because they need all the talent that they can get, right? So I, I don't expect a lot of crazy things, but I do think that the Falcons will be busy in trying to upgrade the roster at different positions. Offensive line, inside linebacker, maybe another corner if they if they feel like they need a legitimate kind of one-on-one, man-on-man type of corner. You know, to to you know, if Okuda is gonna be out for a week or two or short-term IR, whatever it's gonna be. So I do think that that's, that's going to happen. Now, do I think the Falcons are ready for the regular season? Sure. I mean, again, we're as ready as anybody's going to be. It, it will be a fascinating game against the Carolina Panthers. They're going to start their rookie quarterback. By the way, all three rookies, you know, main rookies, Anthony Richardson is going to start, Chase Young is going to start, and Bryce Young is going to start. Or uh, uh, not Chase Young, uh, C.J. Stroud is going to start. So, again, all the top three rookie quarterbacks, they're all going to start. Um, uh, we'll see what the, what, what the roster looks like. I don't anticipate any kind of real surprises. I mean, nothing's going to really shock me about who stays, who goes. They've already made a handful of cuts, you know, four or five, six guys or what have you. I think we're really trying to see about whether or not an Adi Ogundeji stays on the roster. Is Jeff Okuda going to short-term IR? Is he going to be back? In time, does anybody else go to IR? Is Cordero Patterson a guy who could end up on IR? He's dealing with some injuries and stuff. So again, those are those are some more of the questions that we need to figure out. But there's not really going to be any kind of surprises. Now, I wouldn't mind Terry Fontenot making a trade to go get somebody. And I still have, I, I let me put it like this: I believe in Matthew Bergeron, but I want to have a backup plan. And not Kyle Hinton and guys like that. I'm talking about having some kind of backup plan. Remember when we traded for Andy Levitre at the beginning of the 2016 season? Remember, he came in like a week before the start of the regular season and played right guard for us. What we? How, how did we do in 2016, Day-Day? Do you, do you remember where we ended up in 2016 for the Falcons? 2016. Say the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah. And and we picked up Alex Mack and made a trade for Andy Levitre and fixed our offensive line, and we rolled from there. So, again, I'm not saying that we're making the Super Bowl or anything like that, but you can find guys at the, at the, you know, at the beginning of the season or heading into week one of the regular season that can influence your football team. Um, you know, besides that, I mean, again, I, I'm looking forward to this season. I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do on offense. Arthur Smith has been very consistent in talking about the fact that we're going to be an exciting offense, we're going to be an exciting team. And and he's talked and he's been talking about that, you know, directly to the fans. Right? I mean, he's been specific about, "Hey, you know, we're we're going to be a a football team that's going to be exciting to watch." Okay? You know, I I anticipate that that we're going to be a an exciting football team. Let's just make sure we win enough football games. So, you know, it'll all happen, what, a week from this coming Sunday, right? The NFL season starts up the, the week after the week after Labor Day. It starts up on that Thursday, right? Is it Bills and Chefs, I think, are the, is the opening game in, in um, uh, 
on no, it's the um, it's the uh, Lions and the Chefs that get the uh, the season started off with. So again, we'll have Falcons action coming up on that Sunday, eleven o'clock pregame, one o'clock kick, Sunday, September tenth, and we'll see. It's all going to come together. No more BSing. No more preseason. And we talked about how quickly all this preseason stuff went through, right? I mean, again, we it feels like day day just a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> we were talking about getting started for training camp and everybody was going to be out at camp and all this good stuff. And then now we're literally through the preseason and now we're in regular season mode and come Monday it's game week, right? I mean, Monday is officially game week, but we got to get through all the cuts and things like that here tomorrow, which I think is four o'clock. I believe tomorrow is when rosters have to be finalized. See the four or four thirty. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. The four or four thirty that rosters have to be finalized down to the 53 and there'll be a dump of like a thousand players you know, thereabouts that are coming uh, to it. But I, I'll, I'll put it like this. M- not the score, per se, but I thought the way we looked th- was lowered each preseason game. I thought we looked our best against Miami. We looked all right against Cincinnati, and then we didn't look good on Thursday. A- and I don't feel like that it was – an upswing of what we did through the preseason, I think we sort of got worse as the preseason went along. And, look, I don't think that was by design or anything like that, but it just it was what it was. And I'm not going to put too much stock in the idea of, hey, we didn't win or we got blown out or this, that, or the other. It's just more a matter of did I see some of that same aggression in week one of the preseason that I saw in week three? Eh, No. No, I don't think I saw some of the same things. So, um, you know, otherwise, roster, it will be what it is. Uh, there's not going to be probably any real kind of crazy things that are going to happen with the roster. There's nobody that's, I think, really, uh, I don't know, kind of somebody that we've gotten grown accustomed to over the last year or two that's going to get cut. Like I said, maybe Adi Ogundeji, if, if, you know, they decide to just, kind of not keep him on IR or something, maybe injury settlement or something. But outside of that, you know, Mayfield was the big one. Mayfield was the big one that I wanted to see if he could do something or if, you know, he could, you know, find a spot on this roster. And obviously we found out the other day that it was not going to happen for him. So, you know, I, I, I feel good, as good as I'm going to be, you know, heading into the regular season. We'll line up against Carolina, you know, a couple of weeks here and, and see what happens with uh, with all of it. And obviously, you know, look, they've got their offensive line issues. They've got plenty of, you know, lack of talent issues. They are a really good defense. Quarterback, obviously, we got to see what he's going to look like. I think he's going to be a great player, but it may not happen in week one of the NFL season. And we have to take advantage of it, you know, right, right from the get-go. And I know Dukes and Bell were talking about the idea of getting off to a fast start. No doubt about it. I mean, we got to get off to a fast start. There's only 17 of these things. You can't, you can't afford to just kind of lollygag your way through everything. It's got to be off to a fast start. Every week is massively important in the NFL. And we're playing a last-place schedule. So, again, you've got to figure out a way to got to figure out a way to take advantage of every opportunity and situation that you have. And, and again, my biggest concerns are pass rush going into the season. That's still my number one concern about – what we can and cannot do. I think that's my biggest, you know, worry is 
can we get after the quarterback the way we need to get after the quarterback? That's been a long time coming. But outside of that, I mean, I feel pretty good about what this roster looks like. I feel pretty good about the idea of, you know, our offense and what it's going to be. I feel pretty good about our defense in general. I think our cornerbacks and nickel corner and safeties and all that good stuff, I think that's pretty good. Um, I like our defensive line. Now can we just, you know, find a way to get after the quarterback? Can can Arnold Ibikati become that fire breather that comes off the edge and ends up, you know, getting us eight or ten sacks or whatever that number is going to be? So excited to see what's going to happen here. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow what the roster officially is going to look like. And, you know, also, too, the 16 practice squad guys. Now you can have 16 guys on the practice squad. And I'll be – I think the only I think the only thing that will be interesting to see is does Logan Woodside get that third quarterback spot on the active roster or does he go to the practice squad? I think he's done enough to get that third spot on the roster, but we'll see if they decide to go ahead and keep three quarterbacks or not with all of this. So All right, when uh, we come back it'll be time for that's life, more uh, auction fun and um we lost one of the uh, all-time Legends on TV. Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports right now to the game. Honestly.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, John Chuckery Show. 
921, live from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Um, well, we lost one of the greatest of all time, man. Bob Barker. Uh, man, did he live. Man, did he live. He lived to 99 years old. Obviously, one of the great game show hosts of all time. Stooping everybody on that show. Um, he lived a life. Spayed and neutered all the cats and dogs in the world. He lived a life, man. He, he Listen, he spayed and neutered every animal on the planet except himself. That's the only thing he couldn't spray and neuter. Because, man, he, <laughs> he, he, he was with everybody on that show. So, uh, And they all just fell along with it. I mean, they just, oh, yeah, you know, it's just what we do, you know, so... Anyway, um, I don't know. Listen, I I don't think he's the greatest game show host of all time. I think that that honor belongs to Gene Rayburn. Um, I think Gene Rayburn's the greatest game show host of all time. But there's no doubt about it. Bob Barker is just one of the all-time legends. I mean, just one of the all-time TV legends, personalities, and stuff like that. And with all due respect to that, Drew Carey, Drew Carey can't hold a candle to a Bob Barker. So, anyway. All right. Day Day, let's uh, get into some auction stuff here. A newspaper photo of Michael Jordan in his first ever NBA game. Okay? It's a black and white photo. Just a regular black and white photo of Michael Jordan in his first NBA game as he's driving to the basket. Okay? $175,000. Just a black and white newspaper photo. You know, like what? A, just a regular black and white pa- photo. That's all it is. So basically, no autograph, no <laughs> nothing. Just a black and white photo from a newspaper. So basically, that's a newspaper that a bunch of people had, threw it away, yep. and it's the last one that anyone knows of. One hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Our time is coming, Chuck. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's just, it's just crazy. Um, a, a 1971 Tom Seaver jersey with the New York Mets, and um, they've confirmed it, uh, and, and they've actually even matched it up to the uh, photo matched it to the, the jersey they wore in 71. <clears throat> so Tom Seaver, 1971 jersey for the Mets, $111,000. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It, it, it's just crazy. And I saw something else um, on here, too. Um, oh, gosh, let me uh, let me get to it here in just a second. But I um, saw something else that I wanted to go over. Um, I thought there was one other thing that... Um, um, did we talk about the, the Sports Illustrated magazine cover? Or magazine yeah. that had Michael Jordan for $126,000. Yeah, I have my dad looking in his garage yeah. to see if he still has yes, some of his. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. $126,000 uh, for all of it. Um, there was a couple of a a Mickey Mantle baseball card that was autographed. Um, $9,300 for it. Um there's a, there's a LeBron James 
Um, it's the most desired LeBron James rookie. It's the 2003 Upper Deck Exquisite. It's numbered to 33. It's got a piece of his jersey plus an autograph from LeBron. Um, it's going up for auction this week. We'll keep you up to date about that because that one probably, honestly, will probably get toward a million. Like, that's one of the rarest sets in all-time, uh, you know, classic basketball cards that uh, is on the marketplace. I think that one is going to end up with a with a whole bunch of money. A 1921 Frederick photo service baseball card of uh, Babe Ruth. It's about the size of a little bit like a size of a matchbook. $234,000. It's just crazy. Just It's just crazy. Um, and there's a couple other ones that are coming up for auction as well. There was a collection of cards that were autographed by Hall of Famers like Willie Mays and Jackie Robinson. They're going to be coming up this week as well. Oh, here's another one I want to get to. A the the one of the best looking Gale Sayers jerseys. Okay, Gale Sayers game worn 1968 game worn jersey, um, and it is. Um, let me see. Is it? Uh, no, it's not auto. No, it's not autographed. Um, but it's a it's a 1968 game worn jersey that has been linked to his. 205 yards rushing in a win at Lambeau in 1968, $69,000 for his jersey. And you don't see many Gale Sayers jerseys come up on the marketplace, but $69,000 for uh, that jersey. And by the way, a Lou Gehrig, luckiest man, you know, remember that speech that he did? There's a photo that somebody took of him standing in front of the microphones and all that kind of stuff. $50,000 for that photo. Wow. It's going to be our time, Day-Day. It's going to be our time. It's going to be our time. All right. Uh, happy birthday to Shania Twain. Um, do you know who Jack Kirby is? Yes, he's, um, what's the, uh, what you call it? Marvel. Yeah, he was, he's, yeah. So, I, and I did not know, I, personally, I did not know this, Okay. There's been a lot of angst with Stan Lee because Stan Lee, some people think that Stan Lee stole the ideas of Jack Kirby. Now, I always thought they worked together, though. Well, I, there's a lot of people that say that he stole a lot of the ideas. He takes credit for Spider-Man and, and some of these other characters that he didn't really have a hand in. There, there's been a lot of angst about Stan Lee over the last couple few years in just how much he really did for Marvel Comics. And that really it was Jack Kirby who was the brains behind that operation or whatever. I'm just telling you what the people are saying. I'm just telling you what the word on the streets is, Day Day. So, <laughs> word on the street. Yeah. So uh, with that, tonight's top ten, very easy. Top ten favorite comic book characters of all time. Day Day, the floor is yours. All right, so these are, like, for me, this list, this is strictly, well, I shouldn't say strictly, but this is the comic book form of them. Now, a couple of them that have gone into the, you know, the film side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a couple yeah, that, yeah. That, that that I was okay yeah, with their and, and depiction. I, and I'm, the sa I'm doing the same thing. Like, when I read the comics, yeah. these were the guys that, that I liked. That I liked, right, yeah. exactly. So, uh, 
I've got Doctor Strange. I did like the comic Doctor Strange. Um, Apocalypse. I thought the character in the comics was great. Mm-hmm. I, I hated the depiction in the movie, unfortunately, though. The movie was good, but I didn't like the depiction of him. Um, I actually like Rogue in the comics. Okay. Yeah. Um, Thanos. Like, I like a lot of villains. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got some villains as well. Um, so. Bane. Oh, Love okay. Bane. I nice. mean, remember, Bane broke Batman's back yes. in the comics. Yes. So. And, and not just in the movie. Yeah. He did the, that in the comics. In the comics, right. right. Uh, Deadpool. Yes. Um, I actually like the comic version of Ghost Rider. Didn't oh, like okay. the. I didn't care too the, much for the Nicolas yeah, Cage the uh, version. Yes. Um, Magneto, Black Panther, and Wolverine. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm a fan of Green Lantern. Okay. The, the comic character. Okay. I, I don't like the Ryan Reynolds movie. No, um, but yeah. uh, I like I like that idea. Uh, and listen, when I would watch the Super Friends, I yeah. love the Green Lantern yeah. on the Super yeah. Friends. Um, Penguin. Okay. Uh, a couple of the Penguin and Joker, um, yeah. and I love the Joker. I I, yeah. I think he's, I I think he's, I think he's up there with Batman, Superman for the greatest comic book characters of okay. all time. Okay. Um, Lex Luthor uh, as well. I, okay. I like the idea of a rich guy that is just kind of a crazy scientist. <laughs> I do have Deadpool on there as well. Okay. Um, look, I I even if I don't like some of the movies, but I love the character of Spiderman. Yeah, I I, I yeah, love yeah. the character of, of Spider Man, and let me tell you, that was must watch in the old days. Spider Man, mm-hmm. Spider Man mm-hmm. does yep. whatever a spider can, yep. uh, spins a web. Da, 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 yeah. ba, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba. Look out! Here comes. I mean, that Spider-Man. was must watch. Yep. Like that was must watch TV for me as a youth. Um, Blade, I love that character. Yeah, Blade is a good I, one. That's I a good love, call I right love there. It. Yeah, and let me tell you, there's nobody better than Wesley Snipes playing yeah. Blade. I'm yeah, sorry, but. You're not going to replicate Blade without Wesley Snipes. No. It's just not. Yeah. Um, I watched Blade over the weekend, the first one, uh, unedited. Yeah. Um, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, Blade's just phenomenal. The second one, third one, okay, money grabs. But the first mm-hmm. Blade is fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's really a good movie. Classic. Um, I-, I love Wolverine, too. Yes. I mean, I just I, – and and look, I, I, I can't imagine somebody besides Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. I'll give him yeah. credit. Like, he really made that character – Go on the yeah, on, and again, did. I love the idea of his character, but I thought Hugh Jackman was perfect. He was for, uh, for Wolverine. He was. That, that was like one of the ones that was like spot on, great, great pick. Yeah, and, and look, it's funny because like I'm not a fan of Iron Man in the comics and stuff, right? But you, yeah. there's nobody better than than Robert Downey yeah. Jr. I mean, he's just perfect portrayal. He's uh, portray- phenomenal, yeah. and that I mean, just when you watch him, he's just phenomenal in that role. And and look. I'm not a big Captain America fan, Chris Evans but did great. I think yeah. Chris Evans was was great in yep. in those in that role. So I mean, again, there's there's some of those characters that I I don't necessarily as identify with, right? But I mean, the people that portrayed them in the movies were phenomenal on there. Yes. Now my final two is I mean the top of the food chain. I mean it's <laughs> it's probably the two greatest characters. I mean Supperman for one. Yeah. I mean look. Whether you like him or not in the movies, like most of the movie portrayals have been dreadful other than Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Yeah. But, again, that character, and this is what – I know everybody went dark with comics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But Superman is not dark. Like, no. he's not – he's truth, justice, in the American way. And, right. you know, again, he was fighting in World War II. And, you know, again, he's – you know, he's he's just that larger – obviously, the, the ultimate superhero. Right. 
I, I don't understand the idea of making him a dark character. Uh, never understood that. But then his you know, running mate, who should be the darkest <laughs> of, of characters, um, there's nobody, I mean, in my opinion, there's nobody better than Batman. Okay. I just I don't okay. I don't think that there's any I don't think there's any character, especially because he doesn't have superhero powers. Right. Right. He's not Superman with all the, the superhero powers. Right. He's a, a, a billionaire scientist. Right. right. That, that's what he is. But he's just, you know, an arse kicker. I right. mean, it's just that character. In fact, mm-hmm. the, the fear that like when you read the comics. Right. The fear that you get from characters in the comics, right. like people were afraid of of Batman, not because mm-hmm. he had superpowers and stuff like that, but he was so mysterious. And what yeah. was he? And who was he? And you know, where was he coming from? And all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that was what was so great about the comics. I mean, even in the early, if you like, I've had some books that I've read some of the early comics in, and just the fear factor that would be from bad guys like like right. thugs and stuff on the street. Just yep. you feared Batman, and that's what I love about that that kind of character. So. Hit us up with your list as well. When we get back, um, you know, we didn't just lose Terry Funk. We actually lost another guy pretty big in the industry as well. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about All In with uh, with Wembley Stadium. Chuck me in the Kia Studios. Head to the top of the hour in the uh, Jason Longshore Atlanta soccer tonight. Sports right now to the game. Odyssey.com. Alex. <laughs> We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery show. Brownica Music Hour. Rolling right along. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers. Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Coming up at the uh, top of the hour, um, it'll be Jason Longshore with Atlanta Soccer tonight. I'm just I'm looking at the view of um, uh, the, third, the third equalizer. I'll be at the movie theater for that. Like I, I, I love Denzel and those equalizer movies yeah you know what the what's cool what i thought is cool about it him and dakota fanning together since man on fire yes yes <laughs> i uh, in, in that in that second one my favorite scene in the second equalizer is when he goes when he takes that girl home and he goes up to the apartment of all those guys mm-hmm. those you know those guys out there yeah and he just and he just whips every yeah. one of those guys yep. and just you know again just and then he takes that guy's fingers and just Breaks, you know, breaks them apart and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, 
that that's my favorite scene in that movie where he yeah. just when he just you know uh, takes apart those guys. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the. I didn't even realize that until like a few weeks ago that they were having a third equalizer. So I'm I'll be I'll be in the theater for that. So I'll definitely be there for all that. I just went and saw Mission Impossible, so I can get my second movie in in about what two months, nice. maybe something like that. Sweet, so sweet. yeah, so uh, and I love going to the movie theater. So anyway, um, you know we uh, we talked about Terry Funk the other day, and um, obviously we were here when he had uh, passed away. But Friday, um, crazy story about Bray Wyatt, who I guess did you hear the story? About this day day, but no, I, I mean I tried to look, but I didn't really see anything. So he had contracted COVID a couple of years ago. Okay. And it worsened a pre existing uh heart condition that he had. Oh. and he ended up with a heart he ended up having a heart attack. Um he had been sick with a with a like a long form of COVID that really affected his mm. that that affected his cardiovascular system. Right. And he ended up having a heart attack on Friday and died. Wow! Because uh, that's why that's part of the reason why he's been off of. You know wrestling. what? I think I did. I take that back. I did read that. Yeah, yes. that, that's yeah. part of why he's been not on wrestling is because he had been dealing with COVID with that, and, and, right. the, and the you know the cardiovascular effects you know from it. So, um, but he died at what thirty six. And, and think about, you know, think about that. We you know we talked about the Funk family, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dory Senior. Obviously, Dory Jr. was the NWA world champion. Terry was the NWA world champion, right? But mm-hmm. think about the family of Bray Wyatt. I know, the Rotundos, yeah. Well, I mean, so Bo Dallas is his brother. brother yep. His father is Mike Rotunda. Yep. His uncle is Barry Windham because mm-hmm. Mike Rotunda was married to Barry There's, Windham's yeah. sister. Yep. And his father and his grandfather's Blackjack Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a wrestling family. Yep. I mean, that's one of the ultimate wrestling families of all time just you know all uh, everybody involved in that so just really a shame you know i i know the the firefly the firefly funhouse wasn't for everybody right. um it wasn't everybody's thing i really liked it i I'll, I'll be honest with you a couple you know during the pandemic when he had the match in at wrestlemania against john cena I, i'll be honest i loved that match right. i i loved it for what it was um i loved it and and when John Cena came out in the NWO gear, like I jumped up, <laughs> pumping my fist, because we never—I mean, John Cena was the ultimate babyface, right. right? I mean, he—he's done the—he's done more Make a Wishes than any performer in in history. I don't care sports, movies, TV. What I mean, right. nobody's done more Make a Wish grants, you know, for kids than than John Cena has. And when he came out in that NWO, strumming that strumming like the belt and everything. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing." So, I, that was a lot of fun. I I I truly enjoyed that. You know, I went I went to Starcade here at Gwinnett Arena a couple few years ago, and he was in the main event against Braun Strowman, and he wrestled in a cage with those red lights. And I'll be honest with you, that 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 match was dreadful. Like it was a dreadful match. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt in a cage, dreadful. I mean, it was an awful main event, and but thankfully it was short. But I, there are some things that I like. And by the way, he was the number one merch mover during that Fiend run. Like, he had beaten out Becky Lynch's The Man uh, and took over the top spot in the merch. Now, that's how you know a guy's over. When, when, when they're the number one merch mover, like right now the number one merch mover is L.A. Knight, and you see how over he is. Like, he's 
completely over. But he's the big merch mover right now. And The Fiend was the big merch mover a couple years ago, even beating out Becky Lynch when she was the man, right? That that was the number one number one shirt going was the man for Becky Lynch. Then he overtook her. So, again, there are things I liked about him, things I didn't. I, I love the old Bray Wyatt, the leader of the um, – uh, what do you call it with with uh, Luke Harper? Well, and, they were uh, just the Wyatt family. At the yeah, time. the Wyatt family. Yeah, yeah, yeah the leader mm-hmm. of the Wyatt family. Yeah, just Luke Harper, Eric Rowan. I mean yeah. that that faction was great, right? I mean that that was yeah. a, that was a great faction. Yep. So uh, and stuff they did with the Shield, and then obviously he he you know wrestled the Rock at uh, WrestleMania and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I mean, so uh, I like that, but there are some things about the Fiend I like. Some things that were just totally. Ridiculous, especially when yeah. they burned him in the ring. Right, Randy Orton burned him alive. <laughs> okay, I mean it was just it it, it started. It, to get it got into that Undertaker like. Well, it just Undertaker, it got it, it, it unbelievable. Like, yeah, it got ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that, like, that's that's what it was. Yeah, but again, I, I thought he was a very entertaining performer. Um, I like some of the stuff that he did. There were things I didn't really particularly care for, but again, he was he was creative, and I'll give him that. I mean, he was a creative character so um you know rest in peace to the late great um you know Bray Wyatt um did you see pictures from Wembley Stadium over the weekend no I missed it was it crazy did yeah I mean uh, yesterday obviously yesterday was the pay-per-view for all in and it was 80,000 I think it was 81,000 and some change that were at Wembley Stadium and I don't think that's a made-up number I think that's a legitimate number that they that they reported on but it was 81,000, and stadium looked great. Uh, I thought their set looked great. I didn't see the pay-per-view. I'll be honest with you. I refuse to pay 50 bucks for, for AEW pay-per-views. I mean, if somebody can have give me the hookup, I'm all for it. But I, I, pay, I pay $5 a month for Peacock. And by the mm-hmm. way, they've got a pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. Right. Payback is on Payback. Saturday. So, again, I, I – I, for five bucks a month, I think is it, or maybe it's ten bucks a month. No, ten bucks. Sorry, because I, I get the premium, the mm-hmm. the, the commercial free version. Right. But for ten bucks a month, I get all I get all of the pay per views, all twelve pay per views, and I have the entire library. Yep. I mean, I'm not paying fifty bucks a pop, even if there's only four to six pay per views in a year. I'm not paying fifty bucks a pop for, you know, to watch on Bleacher Report. Like I'm just not going to do that. I'll pay my nine ninety nine a month where I can again I can watch a pay per view and then I can go watch you know Stone Cold drive the beer truck you know on <laughs> Raw I mean I you know again I can watch all of that on the same thing so um, that that I think Peacock is a really good deal I don't like their platform but uh, I think it's I think it's a really good deal I liked it better as the WWE Network um, you know when they had that but um, but I mean Wembley looked great I mean. Wembley looked great, and um, you know it was it was really cool. Darby and Sting won the uh, coffin match that they were in. Um, Soraya won the women's title. Uh, the former Paige in WWE, mm-hmm. she was champion. Um, what's his name? Uh, MJF won the heavyweight title, so he beat Adam Cole. Nice. Uh, and then Adam Cole and uh, MJF wrestled on the pre-show on the dark. For the Ring of Honor champ, uh, for the tag team champions, they won the they won the tag team champions. So, um, so again, I mean, I, I I read mixed reviews. I read some people say it was 
a fabulous pay-per-view. I read okay. reviews that said that it wasn't very good. Hmm. Um, I'll wait for Jim Cornette to review the, the yeah. pay-per-view. That's 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 what I'm <laughs> waiting for. So, but uh, we'll see. But again, um, it it was a spectacle. I mean, it was it was a great crowd, and I think that they, you know, the 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 biggest wrestling event I think for most tickets sold of all time is still that North Korea show um, that WCW did back in the real early 90s, I think, is is what it was. Uh, this was maybe when Eric Bischoff just first took over. But I think that was still, from a paid attendance standpoint, the biggest wrestling crowd in USA. Because, again, the 93,000 number from WWE at, at for WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3, yeah. that's an inflated number. I mean, it's still. A, I mean, look, it was seventy-eight thousand people. Was still a great number, but it wasn't ninety-three thousand. So everybody agrees that it wasn't ninety-three thousand. It was probably more like seventy-eight thousand, which is still massive, but again, not ninety-three thousand. So uh, because that was hailed as the biggest indoor wrestling event in history and all this stuff, blah 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 blah. But it turns out that you know it was a little bit less, you know, of a crowd than that. But still, seventy-eight thousand was. Remarkable. So again, I think I think Wembley ended up as either the first or second most ticket purchased event in wrestling history. That's a that's a spectacle. I mean, no doubt about it. But I heard you know mixed results about the card and you know what uh, you know what uh, what the quality of the matches were and different things like that. And uh, yeah, Collision. Sorry, uh, was the uh, Collision in Korea was the largest. Yes. Attendance uh, over two nights, three hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah, I mean, that was North Korea, and they pretty much made everybody go. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't much of a choice. Let me put it like that. So again, uh, that's that's again, it's and it's North Korea, so you're never really going to get the numbers out of all of it. But but that's still like the biggest wrestling spectacle of of all time. So, but. Wembley looked great. Um, I didn't see the pay-per-view. I can't tell you what the quality of the matches were in the show and stuff like that. But, I mean, it it was definitely an event, and it was worth kind of worth seeing. And, look, say what you will about wrestling. They had they had 100 uh, – well, they have 160,000 for two nights at WrestleMania somewhere. I mean, again, yeah. probably that number's inflated. But they had a huge crowd at WrestleMania, 80,000 in Wembley. Wrestling is hot. Wrestling is hot. It's a hot property right now. So – uh, all right, we're going to wrap things up with the Love TKO. Up next, Chuck Green, the Key Studios. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.